welcome back to CMS Podcast. Y'all ready for this? Where we talk about all things emergency preparedness to make sure that you and your family are ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster right here in Chatham County. This week, we are actually doing a part two from way back at the beginning of our podcast, actually our second episode together. We talked with Consumer Credit Counseling Services, but with Catherine Hubbard, and we talked about how you can prepare financially for an emergency or really getting ready for hurricane season. Well, now we're in the midst of hurricane season. We're bringing back the director and we're talking about how you can prepare financially and what you can do to make sure that you are ready to go, not only during an emergency situation, but building up to that emergency situation because they can happen at any point. So I've done a whole lot of talking just in the first 30 seconds of this. Let me introduce our guest today and our subject matter expert. That is Richard Reeve with Consumer Credit Counseling Services. Richard, thank you so much for being here. Sure. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. Stephanie, nice to see you both. Wonderful. And Richard already started introducing our co-host today. You guys, I had to bring her back. She is fabulous. She is large and in charge. Not really, but she is fantastic. Our office manager, Stephanie Cox, my friend. Welcome back, Stephanie. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. Always a pleasure. <laughs> she says it like she doesn't mean it, but I know she means it. She loves it. She loves being here. All right. So Richard, let's start off for people that might've missed our first podcast um, you know, with you guys. Can you give us like a little bit of information? What is Consumer Credit Counseling Services and what in the world do you guys do? Sure. Um, so at Consumer Credit Counseling Service, we are um, one of the oldest CCCSs in the country. We're 56 years old. Uh, we've been serving the community for that long. Not me personally, although I've got some gray hairs, not that old. Um, we are a local nonprofit that really helps folks with three issues. One, reducing their debt. Um, two, improving their credit and three, any housing related issues. So whether that's home ownership, um, rental, foreclosure, um, we help with anything, we're a HUD approved housing counseling agency. Um, and so we help with any housing issues as well. Most of our services, there's no upfront cost and we do one-on-one -on -one sessions, but also uh, workshops in a group setting as well. That is beautiful and succinct, I love that. Uh, so listeners, SEMA and CCCS have worked together for the past several years. And just recently, I have personally reached out to CCCS because as you guys probably heard, I'm buying a house and goodness, that is a heck of a process. Um, so I have personally reached out to Richard to try to figure out some information. And Stephanie and I are both a part of United Way Young Leaders. And Richard came in, did a presentation for that group and talked specifically about how you can improve your credit. And it kind of hit me like a brick, like this would be an amazing podcast. Let's talk about how we can prepare, how we can better, you know, prepare for emergencies by building our credit, by making sure that we are being financially sound 365 days a year. So Richard, can you give us some insight, kind of like how you did with the young leaders about what is so important about this credit score? Yeah, so credit, I would say maybe 15 years ago, credit only impacted our ability to get a loan and how much we paid for that loan. Now, good, bad, or ugly, it affects lots of different aspects of our lives. So it affects our ability and what we pay for insurance. 
um, which is huge when preparing for emergencies and just our monthly costs. Um, it also can affect our ability to get a job. Um, it can affect our ability to get a promotion. It can affect um, whether we're approved to rent a place. It really um, impacts way more aspects of our financial lives and lives in general than it used to. Wow. So, Richard, you kind of um, touched on this, but how can a, a good credit score assist you during an emergency situation? Yeah, it's a great question, Stephanie. I mean, the biggest thing is it can save you money, right? If you're in a pinch and need to borrow money or need to use um, funds, your credit score, the higher it is, and the range is um, 300 to 850 on the FICO model, is really once you hit the mid sixes and above, you know, credit no longer is an obstacle to keep you from getting approved for things. Um, if you need emergency money uh, in, a, in the form of a loan, whether it's a personal loan or a credit card, um, credit is not going to be an obstacle for you. Um, the higher your credit score, the lower your, it's going to cost you to repay that money as well. So it's kind of this um, break glass <laughs> if, if needed um, cushion that we can work on now. I know SEMA does such a great job with preparedness. This is something we can work on today, which is improving and increasing our credit scores in order if we need it and the time is right, um, that we've got that, that line of credit that we can access or borrow when, when we need it. Well, Richard, you kind of teed up my question here. What are ways that people can start preparing right now to get that credit score up? Let's say they're at maybe the 500s and they wanna to get to that next level. Sure, I think the first thing to think about is what is my current relationship with credit? Like we need one more relationship in our life, but we do, We have whether you like it or you don't, you have one with credit. And so for some people, it's just managing open active lines of credit they have right now. They call them trade lines. So if you've got a mortgage, a car loan, a student loan, credit cards, personal loans, you really just need to make sure you're current with all of those. When I say current, that means no 30-day lates, certainly in the last five months, because that's going to tank your credit score. So just making sure I'm current with everybody. The second thing is slowly but surely making sure I'm chipping away, repaying those student loan debts, car loans, mortgages. And then when we think about the what's often called revolving lines of credit, the credit cards, department store cards, gas credit cards, it's really paying those off, paying them down and using them sparingly. Back to your point, Stephanie, about needing things in a case of an emergency. If I'm maxed out on my credit cards, I mean, that's great. But if an emergency happens, I'm not, I don't have any money to borrow there. So keeping they call it a utilization rate. It's just a fancy word for a usage rate, but keeping those uh, credit card balances super low, paying them off every month. You know, there used to be a rumor that you needed to carry a balance to improve your credit score. The new credit scoring models reward us for paying off our credit cards in full every month. So keep the usage rates very low, pay them off in full, keep those same creditors for a long period of time. That'll increase your length of credit history. Um, avoid balance transfers. Those are going to shorten your average length of credit history. And then be really strategic and careful. Only apply for new credit when you really want it or need it 
Um, be very careful at the department stores, you know, when they offer you the, the credit card, oh, just apply for it, get 20% off. You know, my uh, stepmother fell for that a few years ago at the department store, and then her credit score took a hit because of that inquiry. So be really careful with that. That's really good information. Um, so working at SEMA, you know, we hear tons of little tips and tricks, and we like to share them with our podcast viewers. Um, can you tell us, um, is, do you think it's a good idea to have like a credit card that's used for emergencies only? Maybe something that someone just tucks in their go kit so they have it, you know, in the need of an evacuation or something. Yeah, I think, Stephanie, the most important thing is having some emergency savings, right? Like having some kind of cushion that won't cost you money to access. So I would say the first thing, um, and I know, Chelsea, you and Catherine talked about this in the first uh, you know, webcast or webinar podcast, was uh, making sure that you save, 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 right? Set up how much, what's my budget for an emergency, and then automate it put it in there, forget about it, and just leave it alone. That is priority number one. So having some type of cushion for an emergency. The second thing, yeah, I think it's a good idea to have a, a credit card that has available credit, has universal usage. It doesn't do you any good to have a department store card in case of an emergency, right? You need to be able to rent a car, uh, book a hotel room, get gas where they're not holding extra money on your debit card and has some security there. Um, and so I think that that having that one card or knowing I'm only using this card if I if I need it for emergencies and then knowing yourself, some of us, you know, an emergency is, oh, my gosh, my coworkers going out to lunch. So I got to grab that card and take it out with me. Be very careful about that. Right. That emergencies mean different things to different people. So I would say be being very clear that, you know, you know yourself, if you're going to have a line of credit, you're going to use it, then maybe you really emphasize the savings piece and not have that extra potential to get into more debt. Yeah, absolutely. And I would add, you know, understand the rules and regulations that go along with your credit card. I once had a credit card, I kid you not guys, that would not work in the state of North Carolina, unless I called ahead of time, because it was a fraudulent state. So I went to go get gas with my emergency credit card and it did not work. And I was like, what is happening? So make sure that you understand the rules and regulations associated with your credit card if you are going to use it for an emergency. That's just like a pro tip that I'll throw in there for free. It's all free, but throw that in there. Um, all right. So Richard, you started covering it a little bit. Um, but if this idea of an emergency fund, don't use an emergency fund to go out to lunch with all of your coworkers because they're going out and they make fun of your sad soup. But what <laughs> is actually an emergency fund and why would someone need to use it? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it, unfortunately it's an easy time to talk about emergencies because you know, the pandemic has hit us all in the face after several hurricanes. We're all super attuned to, to emergency preparedness now and the fact that you know, life happens. So we used to call it a you know, rainy, day, rainy day fund, a sleeping better at night fund, whatever rings true to you. But I think prioritizing that. So when you do your budget, um, which is simply just putting in your monthly income and your monthly expenses, 
you put savings at the top, meaning I know that if something happens, whether it's I'm having to pay, I've got to evacuate, I need money for to reach a deductible that I know is going to be my responsibility. Um, but, you know, these, these things that happen, building as much cushion as you possibly can. So philosophically, that's what it is. And the, the experts say, you know, you need um, six months of living expenses uh, in an emergency fund. Now, what I've found is, you know, 40% of Americans cannot come up with $400 if they have an emergency. So it may be unrealistic for a lot of people um, to get six months worth of savings in an emergency fund. I just might be like, well, great, I'll do that. You know, by the time I die, that could be a life goal, right? It just is not realistic for a lot of people, but something is better than nothing. Knowing you've got that cushion and we've had great um, uh, sharings in workshops. You all mentioned some of the workshops we've done where people have shared, you know, tips on savings. The biggest one I have is just automating it, putting it in an account um, a savings account. So it's accessible if you need it. You don't have to sell anything. You don't have to move money around. It's, it's li- what I call liquid savings. So it's easy to access. But it, I, I think it's really important to have that money, but then also know your behavior around money in the bank. Um, I, I know we've had some people in the workshops have said, look, I got a, I got a savings account, super inconvenient. In other words, one lady had a savings account out of state that was only online that if she needed to request the money, it wasn't like an instant draw. It took a little time. So it prevented those quick draws on it. Some people will go to their bank or credit union and say, hey, sever the link between my ATM card and my savings account. So if I go to the ATM and it says checking your savings, I don't just pull out whichever one has money in it. I only see my checking account. Um, you know, just those type of, of things, you know, maybe not having a debit card for your savings account, different uh, small things where it's super easy for that money to go in, but it's not as easy to, to get it out can be really helpful tips um, to make sure, you know, it's truly used for emergencies. Um, but don't be shy when an emergency happens, that's when you use it. I've had people that have gone through job loss, divorce, um, medical issues, um, just being out of work, you know, with the, the pandemic. Um, those are things that, you know, a hurricane, those are things that, boom, now switch, go into emergency mode, get your emergency budget, just the bare bones. And that's the time to really uh, use that money when you need it. That's a really good idea. Um, so if we have listeners today who have more specific questions about their finances, or anything else that they've heard, um, can they reach out to your team? And if so, how do they contact you guys? Yeah, the easiest way is just to call to book a one-on-one section session. If you want a financial review, if you want strategies, you know, helping you reach your financial goals, um, we can help, you know, looking at, like I said, reducing your debt, increasing your credit score, talking about housing issues. You just call 912-691-2227. Or you can go to our website, which is bccssavannah.org. Um, and then you can also follow us on Facebook. And a lot of people like to do that because you can see upcoming events. Like we've got a homebuyer class this Saturday. Um, last night, we just did something with the library, a credit workshop virtually. And so periodically, we have community events that you can you know, participate in a virtual workshop or, um, or see what's going on with our organization. Awesome. 
Yeah, and listeners, I highly recommend attending some of those workshops. They really are fantastic and it helps take you to like a whole nother level that we can't necessarily get to just in a podcast recording. All right, last question, Richard. We're getting ready to head into peak hurricane season. We've got the rest of hurricane season in front of us. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know, to think about, or to be aware of? Yeah, I would say it's a good time to review your insurance policies, know what those look like. Um, we suggest shopping your insurance every, um, every five years to make sure you're getting the best deal you can. Um, sometimes it makes sense to bundle that car and auto and sometimes, or car and auto, car and uh, hat home. Sometimes you save money by splitting them up, but you don't know until you shop. Um, and so that, that's one tip. The second tip is make sure you go to annualcreditreport.com. They don't advertise on TV, but that's the best place to see all three of your credit reports, get the full uh, picture and make sure there are no errors on there. Um, and those are really the two tips I would say as far as like going financially going into um, hurricane season. And then the last one is back to that savings. You know, remember something is better than nothing. Get some type of cushion in there um, and leave it alone until you need it. All right. As always, fantastic tips. Thank you so much, Richard. And thank you so much, Stephanie, for helping answer or ask all these questions and provide your own input as well. Always a blast. Listeners, be sure to tune in next week. We are meeting with the American Red Cross. I know the Red Cross again, but this time we are meeting with them about mass feeding and what it looks like immediately following a disaster when they send out their emergency response vehicles. So tune in, promise it'll be worth it. Until then, bye guys. Thank you.